Hi, this is Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. There's a lot of things to cover today. Um, In a few minutes, my friend Ashley, Disney Planner Babe, is going to be joining me and we're going to be talking about the differences between Disneyland and Disney World. Um, We both get lots of questions about the differences and which park we prefer and stuff like that. So we decided it would be fun to dedicate a podcast specifically to Disneyland versus Disney World. So that's coming up in a few minutes. But first, I wanted to talk about the latest Disneyland news that I'm particularly excited about. So when Disney started selling tickets again and opening up reservations for the reopening, which is happening April 30th next week, uh, out-of-state residents were not included in that group of people who could buy tickets and make reservations. Now, this isn't wasn't Disney's policy. Um, it was the California state travel restrictions. I don't know who made the rule. Those people. So they said that California residents were the only ones that could be included um, and able to attend theme parks at this time. Um, but recently... In their little addendum, they made a little addendum to their rules that just barely came out yesterday, I think. Um, So that says, let me see if I can read it to you. It says that fully vaccinated persons from out of state may visit or attend activities or events that are restricted to in-state visitors. Fully vaccinated persons should consult and then there's a little link, the CDPH travel advisory and adhere to any applicable recommendations. So what the state of California is saying now is that um, if you're not a California resident, you could still visit as long as you have been vaccinated or have a negative test. So this is exciting, especially for people like me who live out of state. Um, Disneyland has not made any announcement about this yet, but I am waiting and waiting. Uh, SeaWorld has changed their policy, so they've already said that they will welcome out-of-state guests, but we haven't heard anything about Disney. But it does seem like they could change their policy if they wanted to. Um, And I imagine that they will want to. I was just barely looking at their reservations calendar. Um, so they're opening April 30th and then they have, um, availability, like you can book 60 days in advance and they have tons of availability in May and June. And even on opening day, um, you can't go to Disneyland, but California Adventure is still available. So they've got, I mean, the weekends for the most part in May, I can't remember about June, they're all full with reservations, but all the other days are pretty open. So it seems like even with limited capacity, Disney is not going to be able to fill their parks completely with just California residents. So I imagine that they are going to want to open it up to out-of-state visitors as soon as possible just to help fill up that space. Um, Maybe this is just my wishful thinking because I want to go so bad, but... That's what I'm hoping for. It's keeping me going. So I am waiting patiently for Disney to make an announcement. Um, 
again, this is just, I wouldn't call it a rumor because it, I mean, the state of California actually made those statements, but it's just, we're just have to wait and see what Disney decides to do. And I guess I can be patient. It's going to be hard, but I can be patient. So as soon as I find out any information, I'll put it on Facebook, I'll put it on my Instagram so that you can know. Uh, because I think this pertains to a lot of you too. I think there's a lot of people out there who are just waiting for their chance. So exciting stuff. I'm pretty happy about it. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I will have Ashley with me and we will talk all things Disneyland versus Disney World. Stay where you are. I'll be right back. If you're planning a trip to Disney soon, please don't pay full price for your park tickets. Uh, This is my pet peeve when people pay full price for things that they don't need to pay full price for. So please, if you are going to any of the Disney parks, you need to get your tickets from Getaway today. They are always a little bit cheaper than buying them directly from the parks. And saving money is always a good thing. Plus, they have amazing deals on hotels And I think you're really going to love them. Their customer service is amazing. I've been working with them for 15 years. Uh, My very first trip, our very first family trip to Disneyland, we went through Getaway Today and I have been hooked ever since. So I know you will love them. If you're going to Disney, give them a try. Save some money. You won't be sorry. If you are booking a hotel through them too, then you can use a discount code msm10 to save ten dollars i will put a link for them in my show notes hello hey melissa can you hear me yep i can how's it going good how are you Good. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. You're welcome. How was your birthday yesterday? It was so fun. Oh, I'm glad. I yeah. overdid it with sugar, though. I know, right? And then you have a <laughs> headache for like three days afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Too much cake and fun. That's awesome. Well, today we are going to be comparing, well, maybe not comparing and contrasting, just discussing the differences of Disneyland versus Disney World but first I want to have you introduce yourself again um Ashley's been on our podcast before but just in case you missed that one I'd like you to hurry and introduce yourself so people can know who you are beautiful I'm Ashley Dixon I am a self-proclaimed Disney wannabe expert I'm (laughs) wannabe and I on Instagram you can find me at Disney Planner Babe and I have two Facebook groups. One is Disneyland Tips and Tricks with a little red heart next to it. And Walt Disney World Tips and Tricks with a little red heart next to it. Um, last, you know, last year with all of the craziness and COVID shutdown um, and with Disney World opening back up in the summer and Disneyland staying closed, um, my Disneyland Facebook group 
kind of got overrun by people asking Disney World questions because everyone wanted to, you know, all these suddenly all these Disneyland people are trying to find find out how to plan a Disney World trip. Um, and so I, I ended up making a, an entirely different group specifically for Walt Disney World. So now I've got the two groups on Facebook. That's awesome. And there's yeah. so much great information on both of those groups. Yeah. And there's so many great people in there who are, you know, like Orlando locals in the Disney World group and Anaheim locals in the Disney. Wait, did I say that right? Disney World, Disneyland. I'm going to mess this up like 10 times. Land and world. You know, it's just full of awesome people who have really, you know, like great opinions about where to eat and where to shop and where to stay. And we all just help each other. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Okay. Well, I want to save your final thoughts for which park is your favorite at the very end. I know. Because maybe... Your opinion will change as we talk about them. I don't know. I already know which part's your favorite, but you do. And I don't know if it will change like ever, but <laughs> we'll see. Mine won't either. Okay. Well, let's start with location. I mean, just in case people don't know, Disneyland is in California, Disney World is in Florida. And I think this influences where many people go because a lot of people just automatically will go to the park that's closest to them yep. because it's easier. Mm hmm. So, and less expensive. Yes, if you don't have to pay as much for travel. Um, we used to live in Arizona, and so Disney World never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. We just went to Disneyland because we could drive there in six hours and didn't even think about Disney World once. Exactly. You know, same. Being in Utah, it's like Disneyland, you know, we could bust that trip out with zero planning on a whim. Disney World going all the way to Orlando and taking my family on airplanes and like it seems way more daunting of a task so exactly um but I think like you were saying with COVID happening and Disneyland being closed all of a sudden Disney World became an option for a lot of people Mm -hmm. who needed their Disney fix and so they got to experience Disney World for the first time which is pretty amazing it really is I I have said it a million times and I will go to my grave saying it I feel like no matter where you are, it, um, you need to experience. I, I talk, prime, you know, I work pr- predominantly with people who are familiar with Disneyland in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, when they start asking questions about Walt Disney World and how do we do an Orlando trip and everything, and is it even worth it? Should we invest in this? And I always say, like, every Disney fan needs to experience Walt Disney World in Orlando at least once in a lifetime. Like it's yeah. just you just have to make it happen because it's such an amazing incredible experience like unlike anything else. Yeah, it really is. And it's so different than Disneyland, mm-hmm. which was surprising to me. I kind of thought they would be more the same. And they are, but they're still so very different. Yep. Apples and oranges, I always say like I feel like you, you almost have to not necessarily erase what you've already established in your mind that a Disney park is like, but you kind of have to just go into it with a fresh perspective and ready to embrace what it is. Um, I think I kind of ruined my first Disney World experience because I went into it ready to compare it to Disneyland. Yeah. And I was looking for all of the little differences and, and it kind of 
for me, it kind of put a damper on what Disney World has to offer, you know, on its own. Um, So I think if you're planning a first time trip, if you've been to one part, one resort and not the other, you kind of have to just go in with a blank slate and be ready to embrace the unique magic that that park has to offer. Yeah, I agree. I think that's so important because I kind of did the same thing where I just had what I thought it was going to be in my mind, our first trip. And then I enjoyed my, you know, trips that happened later more just because I was more open to Disney World and what it was. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Um, The main difference that people will notice right off the bat is the size. Mm -hmm. Disney World has 43 square miles of land and Disneyland is just 500 acres. So that means that 51 Disneylands can fit inside Disney World, which is insane. Yeah. Disney World is like the size of San Francisco or something. <laughs> yeah, I read that too. I'm like, like, that's amazing. It's huge. It's like its own area on the map. It's enormous. And that takes into account all of the Disney properties, like all of the hotel properties and all that. It's not like the actual magic kingdom is that large yeah one of my favorite videos that i ever made just on a whim was i was in uh disneyland and i was like okay all of my east coaster you know disney world people i'm like you're gonna be so jealous right now and i was like watch this is how we park hop in anaheim and i was (laughs) like i like i touched the disneyland main gate and I literally counted 90 seconds and I was touching the ca- the California Adventure main gate. And I was like, see, right. 90 seconds to park hop. Ah. And you just don't get that over in Disney World. I mean, if you're going to park hop, it's going to be a, a big chunk of time getting from one park to another. Plus, yeah, four it's parks true. Instead of just the two. So it's like, oh, everything is just bigger and more spread out and takes more time. It definitely does. I do really like that the walkway seems so much bigger at the Disney World parks. You don't feel that crowdedness that you feel at Disneyland during the peak hours. Yeah, yeah it does feel more spread out, which is nice. But you do have farther to walk in between rides. Yeah, I just, I like, I do love, I love park hopping in California. I don't, with my family, specifically when I take my kids, we don't park hop in Disney World. Just and that's personal yeah. preference. A lot of people love park hopping in Disney World, but I feel like if I'm taking my kids for four days or five park days, we are gonna devote an entire day to each park and then hit Magic Kingdom more than once, most likely. Um, because there's so much to do and so much to see that I didn't wanna spend time breaking up my day by hopping. Um, right. I agree. We've never hopped at Disney World because it's, I mean, it will take you probably an hour or more by the time you wait for the transportation and all of that. And we never wanted to lose that time because we don't go to Disney World that often. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's just easier for me and my kids, you know, and I think it were different if I went to Disney World more often. And especially if I went just with my girlfriends or with my husband, just an adult trip. Um, yeah. And I also think it makes a difference how long your trip is because, you know, I have a friend right now that I'm helping her plan her Disney World trip for the first time and they only have three park days oh. and they're like, okay, this, we really cannot add, cause of, of course I'm like, well, add a fourth day. 
like, yeah. duh, that's the answer. Add Problem another day. Solved. And they really just can't. They're like, we have three days. That's how much we have. But we do want to experience four parks. Like, we don't want to leave one out. In which case, my go-to answer, kind of the generic answer for that is always, at least for me, I say, okay, you know, because it's an adult trip for them, too. It's just her and her sister and her mom going Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay so you hit animal you know you do a full day in Magic Kingdom you do a full day in Hollywood Studios and then you hit Animal Kingdom at 7 a.m right as it opens rope drop Animal Kingdom stay until you know you can hop at one or two and then hop to Epcot and do a late night until you know at Epcot and that's how I tell people to split if you have to split a day but really I but then I feel bad because I'm like there's so much to do at Animal Kingdom there's so much to do and see at Epcot that Ah, I just like I need full days you know so yeah that's tricky but I agree that would probably be how I would say to break it up if you only had three days um our first visit we um had four days but we chose to do two days at Magic Kingdom the first time I ever went to Disney World and took my kids and then we skipped Hollywood Studios altogether because um the Galaxy's Edge wasn't open yet And we decided that all of those rides, I mean, almost all of them, they didn't have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway yet, but we could, we had been on them at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to just skip that one altogether, which made me sad, but I was so thankful to have that second day at Magic Oh, I feel like if you've got an extra day to spend and double up on one park, it's got to be Magic Kingdom. Like, there's so much to do and see and so many rides and... It's got to be even and, you know, a lot of Disneyland vets will say, you know, they're they're looking at Magic Kingdom as well. It's so similar to Disneyland. Do I really need to even go, you know, or should I invest my time in Epcot and Animal Kingdom and these things that are so different than mm-hmm. what we have in Anaheim? And I'm like, you got to do Magic Kingdom. You just have to even the rides and the experiences that are the same you know obviously magic kingdom and disneyland they both have space mountain splash mountain big thunder mountain jungle cruise haunted mansion i mean all of these you can find in both parks but they're just such a different experience like yes, the rides are. are just tweaked differently you know and and mm-hmm. uh, and then it's fun to get off and be like okay that was really cool um and later on you know if you want to compare i I'm kind of a sucker for being like, I'll, I'll, I'll get on my Instagram and just randomly and be like, okay, Magic Kingdom Space Mountain versus Disneyland Space Mountain. Everybody sound off. What are your thoughts? And getting people's opinions on, you know, which they like better and why, you know, and I, you know, I have my own opinions on on West Coast versus East Coast rides. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just fun, but you got to do Magic Kingdom. You just have to. I agree. So how much time do you think people need to really experience Disneyland versus Disney World? Disneyland is so much smaller and so much easier, I feel like, that I think my my kind of sweet spot for Disneyland in California is three days. I feel like you do two days in Disneyland, one day in, in California Adventure. And you, you, you leave after those three days feeling like really good about it. You're like, okay. Right. I wonder if that will change with Avengers Campus. 
opening up? Like, are you going to need more time at California Adventures to experience all um, that? And, and my answer for me personally with that is I would, I would invest in getting a park hopper. I would, yeah. um, that way you have the flexibility that if you do a full day in California Adventure and you feel like you didn't get enough, you can spend your third day split. And you can do that. That's true. That makes sense. That's what I would do. Instead Um, of adding a total fourth. I mean, if you, here's the thing. Here's the the quick answer. Do as many days as you can, right? If you can, if you are planning on two days, but you can somehow scrimp and save and make three days work, then do that. If you're planning on three days and you're like, hey, we could add another day. It wouldn't be maybe that much more money or, you know, like we could make it work. Then do that. Like do as many days as you can. Um, my favorite Disneyland trip that we've ever done was five full days and it yeah. was, I mean, we were exhausted, but we were staying so close that it was a quick, like five minute walk to and from our hotel. Um, mm-hmm. and so we were able to go back and take breaks in the afternoons. Sometimes we didn't rope drop in the mornings, but I'm the rope drop queen of the world and that kills me to not rope drop. So, I know. <laughs> um, so most of the, most days we went in early and rope dropped and then we would go back to the hotel and swim and hang out and relax. And then we'd go back in the park for a few more hours. So it wasn't, I think if you go for two days or even maybe three days, you're going to be exhausted because you want to be there from open to close. But if you have more days, it kind of gives you that re- more relaxed feel to be able to yeah you don't feel as rushed so well and if you're at pirates and you decide that it's too long of a line then you can go back another time another day and ride it and you don't have to feel that stress when my kids were little we always went for five days just because we were coming so far and we would try to get away today always has great sales and they would often have a buy four days get the fifth day Mm -hmm. free and so the fifth day we would either do a full day or we would do a few hours when we first got there, when we Mm -hmm. arrived. And it was just nice to have that extra time. The last time we did five days, now that my kids were older, it did seem like a little too long just because, I mean, my youngest is 10 and we can move quickly and there's, you know, no meltdowns and we don't need a break during the day. And so I think our sweet spot now is four days. I like the four. Yeah. Days. So I would say three to five. <laughs> um, yeah. It hurts my heart when people say they only have one day. I'm like, oh, sweetie, Ooh, yeah. like you're going to leave and be like, oh, you're going to be when you leave. It's so easy to get focused on all the things that you missed because you didn't have yes. enough time. And I hate that. I'm like, if you're going to do the vacation, like you got to figure out a way to 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 spend a, as much time as you possibly can. Um, and then yeah. with Disney world, same thing when people are like, we're going to Disney world, you know, making the investment to travel there and get hotel rooms and make it a trip. But then they say they only have two park days. I'm like, Oh geez. Oh man. Like my <laughs> heart, I get heart palpitations. Like I like, Oh geez. I don't, <laughs> oh, that's, it just, it makes my ha- palms sweaty. So, um, with Disney world, I feel like the sweet spot is five days. I feel like that gives you yeah. four days to devote to one each of the four parks and then an extra day in Magic Kingdom. That's just how we roll. Um, this, more, yeah. this, la- this most recent trip that we just took in February, um, we had six park days, 
we actually ended up doing um all four parks uh and then we spent our last two days both in magic kingdom so we ended up with three magic kingdom days and my i was surprised because that's what my kids really wanted to do and at the time Uh you know because right now during covid you have to have park reservations and yeah. at the time that we went, we went the first week of February and there were still, there was still availability so that we could switch up our days. Cause originally I was like, oh, my boys are going to want to do Hollywood studios again. They're going to want to do, you know, Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land and, and do that again. Um, and they didn't, they wanted to switch to Magic Kingdom and there was still availability. So we got on and switched like the night before and yeah, we ended up three days in Magic Kingdom and it was awesome. We, I think like we got there one morning and we, there was no line for Space Mountain. My three mm-hmm. little boys, you'd think that they had won the Disney lottery. We rode Space Mountain <laughs> probably five times in a row with no wait, just got off and on and off oh, and on. Oh, that's amazing. And we were giggling and laughing so hard at all of the funny pictures that we were taking because they take your picture on Space Mountain and, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a blast. Like, that's one of my favorite random memories was, you know, like just those little things that you get to experience when you have more time. Because if we only had one day in Magic Kingdom, I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's write it again and again and again. I'd be like, okay, now to the next thing, you know, like, right. We so got to go. Having more days is always, it's always better. <laughs> it is nice. And when we did five days, the last time we were there in the fall, we had, we made sure we built in a rest day and it was so nice to just hang out and yeah. take a break. Cause it does wear you yeah. out running all the parks. Um, just being able to sleep in and then swim. And especially if, cause one of the things we talk about a lot is where to stay. And my opinions mm-hmm. on Disneyland versus Disney world is like night and day different. <laughs> um, yeah. Disney world. We, Personally, we love staying on site. I love staying at the Disney resorts. I think like it feels like you're just in this giant magical bubble and you never have to leave the Disney magic. Um, And I love the perks of having the transportation for free back and forth. We don't have to rent a car. We don't have to drive anywhere ourselves. We don't have to catch Ubers everywhere. Like to be able to use Disney transportation is so great. And then just the theming of the different resorts. I love, love, love yeah. our, our most recent trip. We stayed at Caribbean beach resort and my kids, like I was so glad that we had all this extra time because that swimming pool is like this pirate <laughs> themed, like it was the coolest thing. My kids would be happy just to oh, be at yeah. the pool for hours. So, uh-huh. and then they did like, movies in the little park area where they had this giant big screen and we brought our blankets and could sit out on the grass and watch they showed hercules the night we were there and and you can look up and see the skyliner going over your head as you're watching this movie like it's it's just the coolest vibe to stay on site at disney world well and disney world has a lot more they have a lot of affordable options for staying on site. I feel like they have all price ranges. And so they, it makes it easier to stay on site mm-hmm. at Disney world. Yep, some of those values. Where Disneyland, you have three choices if you want to stay on property and none of them are oh, yeah. no. cheap. If you're going to stay. And, and I feel like if you're going to Disneyland and you know that this is your one and only shot, like this is my Disneyland trip for my lifetime and I want it to be huge mm-hmm. 
and epic and unforgettable and I have the budget to do that, then yeah, by all means, stay at Grand Californian or stay at Disneyland Hotel um, because they're amazing. But right. I feel like the perks of staying on site at Disney World far outweigh the perks of staying on site at Disneyland. Um, yeah, and I feel like for, for way cheaper, I can literally stay within a five-minute walk right across the street. You know, Harbor Boulevard has like, what, 80,000 hotels that you can choose from? Like, and um, right. you just walk. Well, and some of them are actually closer than the Disney yeah. hotels. I mean, if you're doing time-wise, like you can get there faster to the ticket gates than if you stayed yeah. at Paradise Pier. I And, you know, I I don't want to throw shade at Paradise Pier, but I, I, <laughs> I'm, but sure I'm going great, to, <laughs> but I have no desire to stay there. If I were staying, if I yeah. had the money and I was like, yes, this is a splurge trip. I would stay, if it was me and my husband, we would stay at Grand Californian. If I were taking my boys, we'd probably yeah. stay at Disneyland hotel just for the nostalgia of it. But I don't think I'd, I mean, I right. think I would definitely choose a good neighbor hotel nearby over paradise pier. Um, I, and you know, there's people who are going to fight me on this because people, some people love Paradise Pier. They stay there and they have great experiences, but I would save so much more money just to stay right across the street and have a, a shorter walk. And some, a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of people say things like, oh, it's just a room. Like, I don't care where we stay. We don't spend any time there. Like we want to be in the parks full time. Yeah. And so if you're not going to really re- enjoy the resort, you know, the hotel, yeah. I know. I would rather pay less for a hotel and have use that money for a longer yeah. park hopper pass. and more and more snacks personally. <laughs> yeah, and more snacks. Um but if I if I am staying on property, I like to really soak it in cuz I'm paying a lot to be there. So then we'll usually do less park days because we want to take advantage of the pool mm-hmm. that we're paying for and those kinds of things instead of just being in the yeah, park exactly you don't want to spend all the money to space stay somewhere nice and then not even be able to have the time to explore it so right okay well what about cost i mean obviously there is a huge difference in if you're traveling but it, do you think there's much of a difference in like ticket prices so. and of course the more days that you do stay like the 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 multi-day tickets are going to end up being cheaper per day you know uh my husband and I a couple years ago dropped everything in life and randomly we got funny story (laughs) we had just moved into a new house (laughs) in a new neighborhood and within a month there was this huge wildfire and um and our entire city got evacuated from our homes for 10 days and uh During this time, we were like, well, what do we do? Where do we go? Like, we're we're kicked out of our house. There's this fire that's raging, you know, and it was all kind of dramatic. And in that moment, my brain is like, let's go to Disneyland. (laughs) The kids, you know, that's (laughs) That's what I would say too. Right? Like, that's the answer for everything in life. Yeah. So um, we went down and uh, saw my parents who live in southern Utah and dropped my kids off. And, and my husband and I, I know people are going to fight me on this too. People with kids are like, you did what? 
you ditched your kids and you and your <laughs> husband went to Disney without your kids? How could you do that? Yeah, we do that a lot, you guys. <laughs> Disney well, adult trips are such a different vibe. Like, they're so Oh, fun. they're so and- much fun. And after you do one, then you're like, why do we ever bring our <laughs> I children? know, it's so true. Oh, my gosh. But, no, it's you got to – if you've never done a Disney adult trip, whether that's with your spouse or your friends or your, you know, siblings, like, it's just – it's so, so, so fun. Um, but, so, yeah, my husband and I dropped everything randomly without planning and ditched our kids with my parents. And we literally – we drove down on, it like, a – I don't even know, Friday night – went to Disney all day Saturday and we, we bought park hoppers. Um, we spent like four hours at California adventure and then we hopped over around noon to Disneyland and stayed at Disneyland until midnight. Um, and then drove back the next morning. So it was like a 24 hour down and back quick trip, but just on those tickets alone for he and I to park hop, for one day ended up being like $300 for the two of us, you know, like 150 bucks for a park hopper for a day. Um, and so, and when we take our kids in, when we go for three or four days, you know, the cost goes down and ends up being, you know, what, 60, 70 bucks a day is what it breaks down to be. So, you know, obviously the more days you can go, the, the better, you know, price and rate you're going to get, but and I feel like that kind of goes the right. same with uh, Disney World. I feel like price price wise on tickets is pretty similar. Yeah, I think so. They go down as the more days you spend, which just I don't know. It makes does something to your brain where you're like, well, obviously we should spend five days there because look at the money yeah. we're saving. But you're paying more for exactly. hotel. You're paying more for food. But I call it Disney math, <laughs> and I'm really good at explaining yeah. Disney math to my husband. How yeah, oh yeah, money. Yep, by being absolutely. there longer. <laughs> and I feel like also, and maybe this is just my brain, but there might be people who think this way. I think if we do a Disney trip and it's a fast down and back for two days, I like, I get home and I have post Disney blues and I'm like, there's, we didn't get to do Tiki Room. We didn't get to do Goofy Sky School. We didn't get to do, and I'm, I'm like, I, I need to go back. Like, that wasn't enough. That wasn't good enough. We need to go back. And yeah. if we go for a solid four days, I come home feeling, like, at peace. I'm like, okay, that was awesome. So I feel like just, it's an, in- yeah. Disney's an investment. You've got to be ready to invest the time and the money that it takes to really, I hate using the word do it right, you know, to do it right. Yeah. Well, and if you are putting in all that time and money, then you really need to do some research and figure out if you've never been, you know, how you're going to go about doing the parks. If you just Mm -hmm. show up, you're going to miss so much if you don't have a game plan. Okay. We kind of already talked about transportation around the parks. I mean, Disneyland has some very basic transportation that'll get you from the parking lot to the parks but they don't really need anything other than that but disney world they need a lot more they've got buses they've got ferry boats and monorails and shuttles they've got all kinds of stuff and the skyliner they've got everything because that's what it takes to move people around their huge property um i am in love with the skyliner 
the Skyliner and I are in a oh, relationship. Too. It's so fun. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I love all the Dis- all the Disney World resorts, and I, you know, vision board is to stay in as many different ones as I can. But I adore staying mm-hmm. on the Skyliner and being able to use the Skyliner. I think it's just the coolest thing, and I think it's reminiscent to me of the days when Disneyland had, you know, when I was a kid. Disneyland had what was it what was it called the sky pods was it yeah the, what was it the called skyway I, the skyway and it went skyway? through the Matterhorn and you know like I remember and I yeah I, I don't know I just I I love the Skyliner I think it's genius and um I think I will be sad staying anywhere other than a Skyliner resort <laughs> You can yeah. still go ride it. We do it. We just go and we ride it around. Yeah. And it's I feel just like fun. it's a ride in itself. And the ferry boats are so fun. It and is. the monorail is so fun. I mean, trans they make transportation fun at Disney World. Because they know that you're going to have to use it a lot to get where you need to go. I will say this. My number one tip for Disney World transportation is think in your mind about how long you anticipate it taking to get from point A to point B and then add like an extra however long 20 minutes or something it always takes longer than you think it's gonna take you know um like it does since I'm a hardcore rope dropper and that's huge for me to be able to be you know super super early to the parks if the park opens at 9 a.m um transportation at Disney will start running at 8 a.m typically and um, we were mm-hmm. getting out there to the bus stop at like seven, seven fifteen, just to wait. Yeah, yeah just so to you could wait be first. because if you get out there, you're like, oh, buses start at eight. The first bus comes at eight. We're gonna get out there at eight. More often than not, especially depending on where you're staying, you'll get out there and there will already be this big, huge, long line of people. Um, and then you won't get on the first right. or second or third bus. It'll take a long time. But and then people are like, well, if you're gonna be out there waiting. Anyway, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I guess it depends on what you want to geek out about and what you want to be hardcore about. I'm hardcore about rope dropping. So I will make sacrifices. Well, I have a lot of anxiety if I am in line for transportation yeah. and the park is opening. Yeah. And I'm like, not there. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, this whole day. My kids just know we rude. don't sleep in at Disney. Like, unless it's a designated rest day, we don't sleep in. We get up with alarms and we get ready quick and we get to where we want to be because the mornings in the parks are just a different kind of magic. It's so the adrenaline that comes for me with being one of the first ones to get inside the park. And then you walk onto a mm-hmm. bunch of rides real quick because no, you know, everyone else is sleeping in or, you know, they didn't make the first bus. And, you know, it's, I just like, I don't know, that does it for me. That is the Disney magic is in the rope drop. So I say get there early. Well, and it's been no, harder. Get there early. Sorry, go ahead. It's- yes. It's been harder though with COVID to plan for rope drop because the parks are opening at like well before their designated opening time yeah. to avoid people crowding the gates. And so you kind of just don't yeah. really and know a lot when of they're going to open. Um, if we were staying, if we weren't staying, cause we, when we go to Disney world, we've stayed on site and we've stayed off site too. I do love on site. Um, but if you stay off site, um, 
honestly, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like I have a better experience not renting a car and just using ride services, just using Uber or Lyft because then they take you to the park and they drop you off right up at the front gate or whatever, except for, you know, Magic Kingdom, but they drop you off right up at the front gate and, um, and you don't have to worry about driving yourself. You don't have to worry about parking and then walking. Um, and you can save that time and get there sooner. Um, so I, I don't know. I get that question a lot. Should we rent a car or should we just Uber? And for most, most people, I would say just Uber, but yeah, we've done both when we stay off property. And when it when we have a small yeah. group, then I prefer to Uber. But when I have my family oh, and there's yeah. six of us, it's trickier to get an Uber with that many people. And so when we have our whole family, I like to just have our car there. And then, I mean, we're going to use it for other things anyway. But I, I don't know. I feel like it gives me more control over when I get to the parks somehow that I can just get in my car and drive there and park and be there as early as I want, which is nice, except for sometimes they don't open the parking as early as I wish they would. So we've sat and waited for parking to open. Yeah. So with Magic Kingdom, my very favorite hack is to get um, a mobile order at the quick service restaurant at the um, Contemporary Resort. Like that's our favorite thing Mm because we'll go and we'll, I'll mobile order it um, and we'll go, you know, to get into contemporary, the security guards out there have to see either a hotel reservation or a um, dining reservation or a mobile order before they even let you in the parking lot. Um, But then we'll go and the, you know, because we usually just Uber and the Uber will drop us off at contemporary. We'll go into a contemporary resort and eat breakfast super early And then we will walk. There's a pathway that takes like six minutes to walk from Contemporary to Magic Kingdom. And that ended up working out for us a lot. Um, So that's that's kind of my my favorite hack is breakfast at Contemporary and then just walk over. And that way you're the first in line. You don't have to deal with the the dealing with the TTC or whatever it's called and getting over. Yes, the ticket and transport center we've done that before too but Mm -hmm. we've we've ridden the monorail sometimes we'll do that instead of walk and we will be on the monorail and we drive past the ticket and transport station and they haven't even let people on the monorail so they're not even or the ferry so we just drive by everybody waiting and takes us right to magic kingdom and the last time we were there they were open they had opened early and we just walked right in and i felt so bad for all those people that were sitting there waiting for the ferry to even open because we were in the park. Oh, I know. But isn't that the most magical feeling as well? Like you kind of, you kind of feel guilty, but then you're it was, like, oh but my then gosh, I was you're so too. cool. <laughs> and then you run back and you hop on Big yep. Thunder Mountain and you hop on Splash Mountain and you wind your way around and you hop on Pirates and you hop on Jungle Cruise. And, and you've done all of these awesome things before a lot of people have even made it into the, through the gates. And right. that's it where I so much out. time. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, let's talk about weather at the parks because they're different, Florida and um, California. I feel like Florida is, um, the weather is super unpredictable. You'll look at the weather forecast, yeah. you know, a week in advance for your trip 
and it'll say one thing and then you'll get on your trip and it will be very different. Um, and I feel like it, right. it rains a lot in Orlando <laughs> Um, and rain can mean a lot of different things there. Rain can mean like it sprinkles for 20 minutes and then it goes away and you're good for the rest of the day, or it can be downpour all day long. Um, and it's hard to, hard to tell. So I feel like with Disney world, you kind of just have to prepare for everything. Um, so we always take, you know, ponchos or rain jackets. We take a lot of different uh, pairs of shoes, yeah. and lots of changes of socks and, um, sunscreen still, even if it's for, uh, overcast still sunscreen. Cause you just, that's crazy. And then the humidity was what killed me. Yeah. If you're not used to pretty that terrible. humidity, like when we went in October last year, it was really hot and I can handle the heat. But it was so humid that I was just not used to that. My body was freaking out. So, yeah, we had a hard time, especially with the masks, because we were there in October. And when I booked our trip, you th- I don't know, when you think it's October, starting to you cool think off. Yeah. fall and cooler uh-huh. weather. It's not. Not in no, Florida. We took those cooling towels those um, and that you just get wet and then you wear yes. it around your neck. They really helped a lot. Those and make I a huge difference. Little personal fans fanning themselves. And yeah. Yep. And we got some, um, like, rechargeable neck fans. So we plug them in every night, but then they just blow air mm-hmm. in right into your face. You put them around your neck, yeah. and those were so helpful. And then I brought an umbrella, which I didn't think I would use, mm-hmm. but just in the sun. Because some of those lines were right in the sun, and having an umbrella to make yeah. some shade So I think, so yeah, Orlando is one of those things you just have to be prepared for everything and anything. Because it can change so fast well and then I went in January this last year and it was freezing we were so cold because the humidity makes it feel colder than it is too and we I mean I was wearing double layers I remember that I remember you watching watching you when you were there and you guys were like it's so cold it was so cold and we were so thankful for our masks because they were keeping (laughs) our faces warm but it was just such a difference because I'm like I was here just a few months ago and we were dying in the heat and now it's freezing. So I don't know if there is a perfect time to go. Um, I loved in February. I did. It was, a, it was really good for yeah. us. I mean, there were a couple of days where it was cold in the morning um, for the first hour or two of the day, but then yeah. it warmed up to comfortable, not blazing hot. And the humidity wasn't bad. I'm a fan of February. Yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of February at That's Disneyland. <laughs> I feel like, Yes, Disneyland, I feel like, has more times yeah. that you can find good I'm weather than Disney World. I'm not a huge fan of summer Disney World. in Southern California. I'm not a huge fan of summer in no, Orlando either. <laughs> no, I've never I been in like the summer, summer, and I can't even imagine. You know, for a lot of people, realistically, summer is the only time that they can make the trip happen because their kids are out of school and, you know, they can get work off or whatever. But if if it if it's if you're able to plan your vacation some other time of the year, not summer and not Christmas to New Year's, <laughs> some other time. Yeah. Well, I always tell people you're going to pay the same amount whether you go when it's yeah. hot or not. So keep that in mind. But we did go to Disneyland. We've been in June 
And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think that we planned it really well so that we weren't standing in the hot, sunny lines in the middle of the day and we were taking breaks. And yeah, it it turned out better than I thought it would. And, you know, as Disney has been closed, I think a lot of us have kind of shifted our perspective on open Disneyland anytime, any day is better than closed Disneyland. (laughs) Like, I will take the hottest day in the summer if I can just be there. Rather than this pain of yep. wanting to be there and not being able to. <laughs> I, I know. know. Disney geek problems Me right too. there. First world problems. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I see on Facebook and Instagram people ask. They're like, is Disneyland open now? And I'm like, oh man, some people are not as aware. They have <laughs> more fulfilling lives than I do because I am so aware of how Disneyland is not open. I know. I feel like um, so casually. <laughs> I have to take a deep breath before I respond to those. I have to be like, okay, not everyone <laughs> lives in this nonstop Disney world like I do. Like, so yeah, yep. we're good. It's and then fine. it's always the I, I just <laughs> copy and paste, you know. Disneyland will be reopening April 30th to California residents only at limited capacity. Park reservations required. Like I've said it so many times that it's just like automatic. <laughs> Here you go. That's funny. Well, let's talk about rides. So there's a few crossover rides that we kind of mentioned before, like Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and Splash Mountain and Small World. But each park kind of puts their own spin on it. And Disney World has nearly 50 rides, mm-hmm. while Disneyland only has about half that, which is so interesting because I never feel like that when I'm there. I no, like not Disneyland at all. Well, and also, rides. you know, I think that makes sense. Whereas Disney World has four parks and Disneyland only has the two. Um, it makes sense to have there be, right. you know, less and it requires less time. But some some of the rides that are the crossover rides, I have very strong opinions about. <laughs> okay. What are first they? I want to hear foremost, them. And it's okay if people want to disagree with me. Totally fine. But first and foremost, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland in California is substantially a better experience than the Big Thunder Mountain at Magic Kingdom. Uh, hands down. Big Thunder yeah, Mountain I at agree. Disneyland is my favorite ride. It, it's my jam. Like we will ride that ride more than any other ride on any Disneyland trip. And we sit mm-hmm. in the back and we, you know, roll 15 and we do the goat stare that makes you all dizzy. And like we laugh our butts off. And we went to Disney World and went to Magic Kingdom. And I went on Big Thunder Mountain and I got off the ride and my, I just kind of was like, what, 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 what just happened? What was that? It what wasn't, happened? it was yeah. not the Where wildest the fun? ride It's the not wilderness. a zippy <laughs> for sure. The one at Anaheim. No, so, yeah, it's I, not. I feel like uh-huh. hands down Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland is way better. Um, I like Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland better than at Magic Kingdom. Um, I feel like it's longer and there's more and yeah. So and I, you get I, more I of like the drops. Better. Um, I like that. I'll tell you 
I do prefer the Jungle Cruise at Disney World. Oh, yeah, I do too. So you get to cool, go through that right? cave, which Your is pretty great. Your first time doing it, you're like, whoa, what's this? Oh my yes. gosh, what's happening? Like, it's, yeah, that I mm-hmm. geeked out hard on that one. It was so cool. I loved loved Jungle Cruise at, at um, Magic Kingdom. And then um, this one is uh, controversial because I feel like the more people I talk to, the more people say they prefer Space Mountain at Disneyland. I'm going to say I actually prefer the Magic Kingdom Space Mountain. I do. And yeah, do you? Totally I think I prefer Disneyland. I, I like. um, and I don't know what it is because Disneyland has Space Mountain has the mat, the music. And there's not even music on Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. At Disney World. I don't know. Yeah, why is that? Why can't they put reason, music? I felt like Disney World Space Mountain was so fun. For me, it felt faster and more thrilling. And I don't know. You know what? I Do you think it's because of the seat? How the seat's World. different? I love be having my own little yeah. bucket seat and my own space. I did love that. And at Disney mm-hmm. World, I also prefer Splash Mountain because I love sitting by someone. I love like the two, you know, side by side seats on Splash Mountain where you go on the big drop and you're next to someone. Yes, I do um, like that. So I think that that's really yes, fun too. But, that is fun. And then there's some rides that I feel like are basically the same both places. Um, Soren, Soren, I feel like is exactly the same. The only difference is at the end yeah. when, you know, you land at Disneyland or you land at Epcot. <laughs> so. Um, other than that, it's the same, same basic, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, oh, the, the last one I have to mention really quick is Small World. Because Small World at Disneyland, you walk up to and you're just blown away. It's this giant, yeah. Right. Like, oh, Visually, it's so impressive. And then as you're writing yeah. it, you get to find all of the different like Disney characters that are hiding I remember when they did that, when they started adding the, the the little hidden Disney movie characters in the Small World ride. And I remember how controversial that was. People were kind of mad about that for a while. Like, you're ruining you're ruining the integrity. Oh, yeah, yeah. The integrity of the ride. And the classic. So I love it. I yeah. think it's so fun. And my kids love it. And um, and you at Disney World, Magic Kingdom, you're in Fantasyland. And you look over and you're like, what? <laughs> it's just like a blank building that has small world it's so sad you're like where is it you're like it's like yeah in there it's just it's not Mm -hmm. it it was sad for me it was a sad moment my first time to be like that what is that why would they do that (laughs) (laughs) i'm still not sure Um, but i will say this disney world the over overall i feel like the queue lines are better than at disneyland they're so interactive oh there's so much because better. i feel there's like you have theming. to wait in yes. these long longer lines at disney world i and that's a whole other theme that i could talk about for days is is uh you know t- park touring strategies and things and you know but i feel like disney world there's just not a whole lot of ways to get around waiting in line for stuff. Um, 
but yeah the kids no are you awesome. just kind of wait but at least they make it fun yeah and they do try to keep you inside that, that is nice I a lot more than disneyland that's does a perk and then just for, for my kids having it be so i mean obviously not right now during covid because they don't want you touching everything and all the different touch points so a lot of these fun interactive queue lines are closed off right now but in the normal world you know kids yeah. have so much the dumbo queue line at disney world at magic kingdom is so fun they put you in this big party room like it your kids can just go crazy until it's your turn yeah. to ride like it's they they the queue lines overall the peter pan queue is so cool oh yeah. i was blown away by the peter pan queue and i didn't know that what it was going to be like that. We got yeah, inside it was and I so, was so just cool. blown so, away. It's adorable. Disney World wins with better cues overall. I mean, Disneyland does have a couple of cool cues. You know, Indiana Jones at Disneyland is so cool. The queue line is so cool. But overall, I think Disney World yeah, wins with cool. the queue lines. Well, there's not many rides at Disney World that I prefer over Disneyland. I don't know if it's just because I've been going to Disneyland since I was little. But mm-hmm. the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is one. I think Disney World does the line better, but mm-hmm. they also do the ride better. You're kind of, you bounce along almost like you're Tigger. And the ride, the storyline for the ride makes more sense to me. At Disneyland, all of a sudden at the end, it's <laughs> Pooh Bear's birthday. And you're like, how did we get yeah. here? And what's happened? And But at Disney World, then they're having a hero party, just like in the yeah, movie. I and do love I just the really love the Disney World That's version. That's really cool. And I'm a sucker for Mr. Toad. It is cute. Um, he's Mr. Toad. If you look at my Instagram, yes. like, even in my bio, right away, it says Mr. Toad is my homeboy. Like, I love, we love Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland is our favorite. <laughs> we will rope drop that quite often. Um, and uh, Disney World yeah. Magic Kingdom used to have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and it was replaced by Winnie the Pooh Ride. And one of my favorite things is when I ride Winnie the Pooh at Magic Kingdom, if you look over um, you know, to your left side on the wall, there's this portrait of... Mr. Toad handing the deed over to Owl. And I, like, it just brings tears to my eyes yes. every time. I'm like, oh, I love that they, I love that when Disney makes changes, they always so find true. a way to sort of still represent the past in some cute little, you know, hidden way. So, right. They do a good job. Okay. What about shows and parades? Do you think one park has better shows um, than another one? You know, it's hard it's hard for me to weigh in on that just because um, I'm so emotionally invested in the new parade at Disneyland, the magic happens parade, you know, it launched end of February and then the park closed down like March, what 13th or 14th. And so it was only around for like three weeks. Yeah. It was so short. And I, every day, I am so mm-hmm. thankful that I was able to be there and see it in person because not many people were. It is, in my opinion, it hands down is my, the best Disney parade ever, ever, ever. And I, like, I just. It I was so impressive. When Disneyland reopens, they will eventually bring it back um, because. It did not get it. I think they will. Justice. I mean, people need to experience it in real life. I know you can get on no. um, online and watch it and stuff on your 
computer TV or, you know, you can, you can watch it and see it and hear the music and feel it, but there's nothing like being there. Oh, so, I mean, I, I feel like that, um, parade just tips Disney for me alone. Just that's the best. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Well, I think either park, they all are going to have great entertainment, great parades. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're going to find great stuff um, at both parts. The shows that they have at Animal Kingdom. I think that they have a Finding Nemo show that's really impressive. They have the Festival of the Lion King that's coming back soon. That's exciting. Um, and that's amazing. I so saw that. I, I do think so that exciting. Disney World parks have really good yes. shows as well. Um, but and And my family, our style is... Uh, if we have limited time, we and it, and we have to choose between riding a few more rides or watching a a nighttime show or whatever. Most of the time, we go for rides. So we're not huge, huge, heavy into yeah, shows and parades and nighttime uh, experiences. But um, I think they're I think they're stellar no matter where you are. Disney just does a good job. They do, and people complain about the price, but I mean, those shows, they are Broadway quality, a lot of them, and you're thinking, well, what would you pay to go see a show on Broadway? You pay quite a bit, and it's included with your ticket, so I always appreciate that they have those options. Okay, let's talk about castles, (laughs) because that's kind of like the focal point of both parts, so I want to see if you have a (laughs) castle you prefer. So Disneyland's castle is Sleeping Beauties and 77 feet tall. And then Disney World's castle is Cinderella's castle at the Magic Kingdom. And it's 189 feet tall. So it's much, much larger. um, So do you have a preference? Do you have a favorite castle? I, I will. Here's the thing. I grew up with Disneyland. I will die with Disneyland. Disneyland has my heart. You know, and and Sleeping Beauty Castle, the fact that you can walk through it, um, it just has this special yes, special place so in cute. my heart. So I have to, if I'm going to pick a favorite, I'm going to pick Sleeping Beauty. However, my favorite experience ever is witnessing people who have who have grown up with Disney World, who have been to Disney World, and they know Cinderella Castle, mm-hmm. and that's all that they know. And then they show up to Disneyland for the first time and they see Sleeping Beauty <laughs> Castle because they're like, wait, the experience that I have with Magic Kingdom's It's a Small World is the experience that they have with Sleeping Beauty Castle. They look at it and they're like, yes, like what? what? It's so tiny. Like, um, I don't know what's you, wrong. Uh, are familiar with Brooke McDonald. She's a she's on the East Coast and she does Disney World often. And she tells the story about coming to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. And I think it was her little son that was like, what is this? A castle for ants? <laughs> like, I've never been able to get over that. I'm like, oh, it's a castle for ants. It's so tiny. But, and and when you do see it's Cinderella Castle, castle for, for the first time, you're pretty blown away That's at so just cute. the magnitude of how enormous it is. And also the fact that if you're willing to drop the money and, and eat at Cinderella's royal table, you can eat in the castle. And that's pretty cool. So I know that's pretty great. Yeah. But I do, I think it would be cool if they had a walkthrough 
experience too like they did yeah, you know they do for really sleeping cool. beauty but told the cinderella for that story. to figure that out that would be awesome but i have never eaten at cinderella's royal table i have three little boys who could care less about princesses couldn't care less sorry i don't know grammar grammar yeah. is hard um and so they they <laughs> would not i i'm not gonna drop a bunch of money to go dine to go eat a meal with princesses um with them but people who have done it say it's a pretty cool experience to be able to be up there in the castle and eat in the castle. So that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I'm glad that they have that. Okay. That kind of brings us to food at the parks. Do you think there's a huge difference? Does one park have better food? Because I feel like Disneyland has better snacks and treats. Um, And I feel like Disney world has, overall has has more fun um dining experiences if that makes sense like yeah you know when i think yeah more like, like where you would Disney sit World, down and eat a meal i know that we're gonna do a few table service restaurants you know because they have sci-fi diner and drive-in and they have prime time 50s prime time and they have mm-hmm. um you know these these restaurants where you feel like you get totally immersed in whatever the theme is um and uh disneyland has a couple of those but you know they got blue bayou and stuff but i feel like disney world as a whole does table service experiences better um but as far as like just food like the taste of the food i i prefer disneyland well i feel like disneyland has a lot more quick service options that are decent and you're excited about like you could go your whole trip and not do a sit-down restaurant and still feel like you got a really good taste of a lot of different kinds yeah of food not just you know a hamburger or something like that but Disney World it's funny how there are different things at each part at each resort that are like the kind of the trendy must-have items you know like I can't imagine going to Disneyland and not having a corn dog and not having those Mickey shaped beignets and not having chur- like five different versions of churros. And you go to Disney World and suddenly like right corn dogs aren't really a thing there and churros yeah churros aren't really Yeah, a where do you thing. I, don't I know even if know you go to Animal Kingdom you can go to Nomad Lounge and get those churros and they're apparently amazing. I we were going to go and we got in line and got on the list and then uh, it was time to go to Pandora and get on flight of passage and we ended up not being able to do nomad lounge but um but yeah i was like i want i people made fun of me didn't all my disney world friends made fun of me because i was like where are all the cool churros at disney world yeah they don't have um, those and the can only you place you get can get them is at one of their at resorts at like port orleans no french quarter resort um and oh, so that yeah makes it's, sense. it's funny how each you know, area has like their, their cool thing. I, um, one of my favorite treats at Disneyland is churro toffee. And that's not even a thing at Disney world. Disney world are like, wait, what's that? (laughs) So. No, you can't even find it. Yeah. So what do you think are the big things at Disney world that people talk about? I don't know. (laughs) The food wise, I mean. Oh, I think they talk about, hey, I was just trying okay, to think while another you were talking. I'm like, well, what do mine. people want at Disney World? And this is hate, love it or hate it for everyone. And you know what's coming as soon as I said that. When you go to Epcot 
and you go to World Showcase, there's a little oh, bakery yeah. in Norway, <laughs> um, and they have school bread, and it's this, <laughs> and people love it or they yep. hate it, and it's okay if you hate it, but I or they love hate it. it. I'm obs- like I have an unhealthy obsession with school bread from Norway. Um, I make I make TikTok videos about it, like. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some music. Um, I I love love love. Like, You're I doing they're adorable. Going to Epcot and not getting school bread. That's a must get for me every time. And it's okay. And we can still be friends. Yeah. yeah and I hate it's school fine. bread. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I think a yes. lot of people love yep. the waffles from Sleepy oh. Hollow. Oh, I hear okay, about here's those another a big lot. one for Magic Kingdom. But I'm trying to so think, I feel what like else when you go do to people Disneyland, want? Up until recently, when they built the Tropical Hideaway restaurant in Adventureland, because that's relatively new still. Um, up until then, they only yeah. had Pineapple Dole Whip. Right. And that, was, that was basically it. You got your Pineapple Dole Whip, the original, and that was it. You mm-hmm. could get it as a float if you wanted to be fancy. But, um, but now that we have Tropical Hideaway, you can get Raspberry or Orange Dole Whip. Um, but then you go to Magic Kingdom in Disney World, yeah. and they have two places that are only like a two-minute walk from each other. They have Sunshine Tree Terrace and Aloha Isle in Adventureland, both which serve all of these different fancy types of like frozen drinks, like Dole Whips. Um, and my husband yeah those are fun always ends up at sunshine tree terrace and i always end up at aloha isle and then we just meet in the middle with our treats <laughs> like um this last trip i got uh swirled yeah. together pineapple and coconut and it tasted like a pina colada it was amazing Ooh, and my husband always ends up good. with like some orange mango type of slushy drink you know and so i i love adventureland those two places too that's that's one of the most must gets as well for us i'm starting to think though that disney world needs to up their treat and snack game if we can't even think of things right off the top of our heads that we yeah. just have to have I every mean, time I, we go there i think they need i to step will it up. get a mickey shaped pretzel and plastic cheese um from disney world and i probably won't at disneyland <laughs> yeah because at Disneyland, there's so many other things that I want instead. Um, so that ends up being a Disney World treat for me. Yeah. Um, just so that I can be like, ooh, plastic cheese. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like the treat and snack game is a lot stronger at Disneyland as a whole. Yep, I agree. Okay, so yeah, know, so what are like I said in the beginning, thoughts? every Disney fan needs to experience Disney World. Everyone needs to do Walt Disney World sometime in their lifetime. And you need to put in the time and the money. You need to think of it as an investment. You need to learn all that you can about it. There's so many sources of of good information out there about Disney World, right? Bloggers and YouTubers. And I mean, just hop Mm -hmm. online, learn all that you can about it in advance Disney World as a whole takes a lot more advanced planning. Um, you know, you've got to figure out where you're going to stay. You've got to book, you know, not right now during COVID, but normally you've got to book all your fast passes in advance for each day. You've got to 
do dining reservations in advance. And those dining reservations and dining are a reservations, oh you gotta know where you're going. reservations are a bloodbath. Like you gotta know exactly the day, yeah, exactly are. the minute that you can get on and book those because they book out so fast. Like it's intense. Well, and you can only do them um, um, like what sixty days in advance. Yeah. So when you're going on a trip, you have to get up for five mornings in a row if you're going five days to book fast passes, and that's frustrating to me i wish it was kind of i just like that at disneyland everyone's on the same yeah playing field for fast passes or max pass like you just get them when you get into I the park for max pass system at disneyland over fast pass plus at disney world um but so disney world as a whole i feel like is intense there's a lot more to it um but i still think everyone needs to experience it sometime in a lifetime um, that being said, if I had to choose right now, today, where to, you know, I'm going on a trip, where am I going? I, my heart wants Disneyland, you know, it's, and, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, I was born, yeah. uh, in, in Southern California. So the first, you know, six ish years of my life, I have, we, we were annual pass holders. We went all the time. You know, and Disneyland was like my home as a little kid before we moved away. And then when we moved, I was like, okay, my life life goal is to get to Disneyland as often as I can and make it happen as often as I can. And it just has so many special memories for me throughout my life that uh, I love Disneyland and I want to go back so bad. Oh, I do too. And there's also the nostalgia of it being the park that Walt Disneyland built. There's something special like about the drop that. of a hat. I will walk in and turn and look at Walt's apartment with the little <laughs> lamp on in the window and see the fire station and see, uh, you know, I just, I can't, I can't not get emotional when I, when I, every time, every time. It doesn't matter if I was just there yeah. last month. Every trip, I find a reason to be emotional that I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe how magical this all is, like, and how lucky we are to be able to experience it. It's just, it's amazing. And I'm crying because I want to go. Uh. <laughs> Me too. I do love Walt Disney World. I don't want people Absolutely. to think that they shouldn't go there because I think you should go to both parks if you're able. Yeah. But Disneyland yep, has my do, heart for all the reasons Disney. you just I said. Mean, and I'm primarily talking to the West Coasters who have never been to Disney World because of, you know, proximity and cost right. and, you know, time. And you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do Disney World. Um, but Disneyland's amazing. Oh. <laughs> It is. I hope we can get back soon. We're both out of staters. So we're just going to sit here fine. and watch everybody else go. This is it's fine. fine. Right? We're good. I'm not it's fine. Everything. Everything's it's fine. fine. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> so when's your prediction? When do you think they'll let us in? Positively, I feel like it'll be sooner rather than later. I feel like by, I think, I feel like by mid June or late June, I think we'll be back. I think. I hope so, because, you know, the governor of California has said he's trying to get California fully open mm -hmm. by June 15th, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going yeah, to and let you know, And you never know. I feel in. like Disney I hope is it really does, strategic with picking their dates for things to happen. Um, so I feel like maybe mm -hmm. July 17th, I mean, it would be huge. 
And I know that that's what be they a special day last summer, and look what happened. <sighs> but gosh, they tried. It has crossed my mind that I wonder if they would wait until after summer was over yeah. just for reservation purposes and crowd levels. You know, if they don't have as many people trying to yeah. make reservations because summer's over. Um, that's crossed my I mind, do sadly. hope that sometime in the near future we get, what are they calling them now? Membership options. I want. I want to be able to jump right yeah, back into pass being options, a membership. I don't options. want to have to buy tickets like a normal human. I want to be like, here's my pass. It's back. Ugh. I kind of feel like they won't bring them back till next year. Because they have so many people who are current ticket holders that are just waiting yeah. to get in. You know, all the out-of-state people who weren't oh. able to do their vacations. So I don't know. And I'll be interested to see if they, because, you know, we, we all saw what, it was just a mess, <laughs> people trying to make their reservations, all the California residents. So I wonder if they'll let current ticket holders make reservations first before opening it up to everybody, but I don't um, know how they would do that. Yeah, it'll be interesting so I don't to see know. how they play out. And I honestly, I love Disney with my whole heart, but you just come to expect the stress of trying to get what you want and what you need you know like like this last week has just been was it last week oh my gosh like the 15th right um yeah watching all of the california residents just on their phones and their computers for like eight nine ten hours i know i was so stressed I and i wasn't even offline making I like, reservations i, I couldn't sleep the night before <laughs> I did too. I know. Well, it was and too I, much. I to and I thought, how am myself, I going to handle it when it's myself. my turn? As much as I am obsessed with Disney and love Disney and want to get back, I try to keep things in perspective. Like I try to be a rational, responsible adult once in a while. Not very often, but once in a while. And I try to tell myself, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is I don't get to be back on the very first day that out-of-staters can be back. Like, maybe I have to wait a few days or a week or, like, and it will be fine because the day that I get to go back, oh my gosh, I'm, like, getting emotional. I'm, like, crying. The day that I get to go back and and step foot (laughs) in Disneyland again will be the most amazing, glorious, magical day ever and I I think a lot of us are going into it being like I'll never take this for granted again like being able to just be there and soak it all in I will Mm -hmm. cherish it that much more than I did before knowing that you know it was we couldn't so yes our day will come I agree we'll get there yeah I'm ready yep hopefully sooner than later well, thanks that so much so for talking I'm to me today to all Disney. about Disneyland yes. and Disney World. It was fun. Yes. Anytime. I'm always around. Yep. We'll have to do it again. Okay. Thanks, Melissa. That was so much fun. I always love talking to Ashley. 
all things Disney. So thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to all of Ashley's social media that she talked about so that you can easily find her on Instagram and Facebook. So make sure you check her out. If you guys have a spare minute, I would love it, love it so much if you would leave me a review on the podcast. That would be amazing. It helps people find me and I would really appreciate it. I'll be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.